Just a heads up, we take real pride in the quality of the sound on our podcast, and this is the first time we're using Zoom, so hopefully it sounds great. Enjoy. Hi, this is Shauna, the CEO and founder of Fuel Talent. In January 2019, we launched the What Fuels You podcast, and since that time, I have had the honor of featuring and highlighting leaders and their incredible stories. Though I'm eager to continue sharing these stories with you, I want to make space for different and relevant content for this unique and challenging time. While we all navigate the COVID-19 pandemic together, on this podcast and the upcoming ones, I'll be having more focused conversations with leaders to help answer questions, get key insights, and share stories of inspiration around how they and their teams are adapting during this new reality. I hope you enjoy these episodes of the What Fuels You podcast. Shannon Anderson is today's guest on the What Fuels You podcast. Throughout her career, Shannon has been a hands-on recruiter working with companies of all stages. Notably, during her nine years at Microsoft, she helped them grow from 8,000 to 40,000 employees. In 2018, she joined Madrona Venture Group as their talent director, where she is identifying rising stars for their portfolio companies and the Pacific Northwest startup ecosystem. Shannon is also a strategic HR partner to Madrona's portfolio companies, a wife and a mother to two daughters. Welcome, Shannon. Thank you. I appreciate the fact that you've listened to some of the What Fuels You podcasts. And in the past, we've done really much more of a deep dive into people and their stories. And I think that in these crazy times with COVID, I wanted to talk to some knowledge experts and get some tactical and practical advice um, to our listeners so that we can learn during these times. For me as a business leader and for a lot of your portfolio company CEOs, these are you know, unprecedented times. So I'm just curious how Madrona is advising the CEOs to think about talent, talent acquisition, and just the overall talent issue. <laughs> Which roles are currently um, most uh, important and which roles are you seeing being put on hold? As we think about our assumptions uh, in this situation, our CEOs are modeling out scenarios for their businesses, risks, best case scenarios, worst case scenarios. I've seen multi-level you know, scenario building that's been pretty amazing that, that nobody's ever really had to confront before. So many of our CEOs are, are thinking about these things quite deeply and broadly for the first time uh, ever under, you know, under conditions they couldn't have imagined. So every company is looking to ensure that they have enough liquidity and that their employees are being taken care of and feel comfortable. Purposeful companies know that employees come first. And there are some companies that are benefiting from this situation. You think about companies in the grocery industry or companies that are uh, providing work, work from home infrastructure, such as Zoom and Microsoft Teams or, you know, Amazon, Netflix, and the list goes on. But, you know, so many sectors of the economy are seeing overwhelmingly more demand than they anticipated. So. The scenarios aren't always about doomsday and, you know, the worst case, but, but some of these scenarios are the best case that they couldn't have imagined. Mm -hmm. And are there, are there specific roles that you're seeing that are kind of now being looked at as nice to have? 
obviously you need your accounting team, you need your engineers, but what else? Well, so people are always a key component to every scenario, whether it's a best case scenario, worst case scenario, or business as usual. So every business has its version of essential workers that have to be considered for each scenario. And there's no two that are alike. So what I can say right now is there are, there is no pattern to which positions I'm seeing being put on hold because there's no pattern to how each business is dealing with this. It's just, now ask me four to eight weeks from now and I'll have a better answer for that. But there literally is, is no, no pattern that I can see at all. I mean, if there's one pattern I can see is that companies that are still growing are hiring uh, salespeople. Yeah, I, I can see that. And so there's many companies, you know, obviously, as you mentioned, they're looking at other strategies. Are there any companies or is it too early to say that have already started to think about pivoting their business model? And if so, how do you ensure that you have the right team in place for that new business model? We're working with our portfolio companies and their customers, trying to figure this out, how to protect employees, uh, preparing for stability um, in the inevitable rebound, and, and navigating that uncertainty, um, trying to take advantage of uh, adding, adding risk factors, uh, looking for big opportunities. You ask about how can um, companies ensure that they have the right talent as far as flexibility, attitude, and skills as they consider the changing business strategy. And one of my managing directors at Madrona, Hope Cochran, said it best. She says, crises like COVID are where careers are made. And my interpretation of this is, you know, how employees respond during this time uh, do they go above and beyond? Do they take on work to support the mission that's outside of their lane? Are they showing flexibility and can do and learning new skills? Uh, nobody has dealt with a COVID type crisis before. So everybody that says, hey, I'm going to try to learn about this and I'm going to try to create some value. You know, all a company has to do is look at how their team has either stepped up or stepped aside to know if they have the right talent on board moving forward. It's, it's really easy to see. My advice to people that are currently lucky enough to continue to be in their roles, you know, make yourself indispensable, make yourself, um, you know, take this opportunity to create opportunities for yourself and your company. That's probably the best takeaway. As a CEO and somebody who's got team members, I'm seeing my team in so many ways stretch themselves, and it's, it's the best advice. I hadn't heard Hope Cochran say that, but I'm really glad that you brought it up because it's everything. I guess this is like the perfect segue. If you are seeing that somebody's maybe not built for the future of your company, how are you seeing companies um, think about potentially upgrading their talent during this time? Uh, right now, they're thinking about fully leveraging everybody that they've got, uh, redeploying folks from non-essential jobs to essential jobs. Uh, I heard one company that redeployed a delivery driver to being a recruiter for an unexpected surge of hiring that they needed to serve a customer in this environment. 
So I think that's where people are really, uh, really thinking about how do we upskill our current talent to, so we can keep them employed and keep them at work. Um, and, you know, smart CEOs are always looking to make sure they have the right talent for the stage and the complexity of business that they're in. And, you know, the COVID crisis po poses opportunities for folks to step up or step off, of course. But, you know, I will say that some of the most valuable companies of today were built on the ashes of an economic downturn. I mean, Google and Netflix, there were many, you know, many, many examples of this. Um, so I think we're going to, in the coming months, we're going to see an unprecedented number of incredibly talented people, you know, coming on the market. For the companies that have had to do layoffs, it may be also a little bit early, but I know that we're hearing about a lot of layoffs. Um, how have you seen CEOs do it in a compassionate and genuine way? Uh, I think one of the most important things to think about is, 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 not going dark for a few days and then spring it on the team, right? You know, CEOs and executive leaders are hunkering down, they're talking to their VCs or their, you know, their business partners, and they start to get quiet because they don't want the employees to worry. And I, I think honestly, that's the last thing you should be doing. I think that's cruel. And I, I mean, the, I think it's important to keep employees in the loop on the scenario planning. Uh, if you know a furlough or layoff is possible, tell the team so they can mentally and financially prepare, um, you know, and do it in a way that doesn't create panic, like be a good leader, uh, you know, be confident, be decisive, be thoughtful, but also be as transparent as you can without, you know, running people through the roller coaster that you are on. And there's a balance of telling it like it is while also demonstrating leadership and a command of the facts and the situation that is impacting the business. I agree. That's great advice. Um, and so for the folks that have been laid off, are you seeing a trend as far as, um, classes that they're taking or things that they're doing to make themselves more marketable for when we do get back into hiring mode? I have heard a few great stories, so I was curious if you've heard any. So we haven't actually, you know, researched or studied that that aspect of things at all, though I am seeing lots of, of free Coursera courses and things like that. One of the things that, that we're doing is we have been working with a company called Silver Lining. And so this week, Madrona is helping with the soft launch of this two-way marketplace. It's purpose-built for individuals who've been laid off to be discovered by technology companies that are hiring. And right now, we're actually targeting Seattle startups and, and, and candidates that have been affected, uh, but it's already expanding globally. And, you know, the whole idea is to get people back to work. And interestingly enough, there are a number of recruiters who are volunteering to be career coaches to people who are impacted. And we're starting to figure out how to uh, aggregate who those folks are onto this platform. Yeah. My team's been doing that a ton. They're probably having 
quadrupled the amount of conversations. And obviously it's, it can be emotionally a lot, um, but they're finding that it, it feels really good because it is a way to give back right now. It is a way to, um, to lend their expertise and to give advice. And we've been telling people about silver lining, sponsored silver lining, and we're happy to be doing whatever we can to support the community. There are a lot of companies hiring. So I hope that people who are listening, who are looking, know that it's not doom and gloom. (laughs) There are a lot of companies that are still hiring and that um, are looking to continue to grow. So thank you for participating in that and for making me aware of it also. I'm curious because you and I are both really passionate about um, values-based companies and and setting culture through really living your values. Are you seeing CEOs being put to the test as far as how to really live their values instead of just putting them on their door and on their website and speaking about them? Yeah, I mean, um, Raj Singh, the the CEO of, of Accolade, and a few other business leaders recently decided, hey, we need to create a way for, you know, Seattle companies and and um, charities to to find each other as well. So Raj and other business leaders created a group called All in Seattle, mm-hmm. and they initially raised twenty seven million dollars from companies to kind of launch this fund and you can look that up all in seattle.org but so far they've you know i think they're hitting the 30 million dollar mark and these funds are being directly allocated to organizations in seattle that are um, helping with this pandemic that's an example of a company like accolade living their values in service of the community so we've seen Mm -hmm lots of lots of examples of that but that but that's one we're giving back and we chose all in seattle and it's been incredible to see the community come together and actually heather redmond's going to be on the podcast talking about it because she's been really also actively involved i love that idea i also know that a lot of companies have words that they use to describe and some of the stuff that you talked about about like not going dark um could lead to you know maybe if somebody's values have transparency in them. This is the time to be as transparent as possible, um, where you can really see what a CEO's you know genuine or customer obsessed. I would love to hear some of those stories. Those are um, really inspiring to me. Yeah, uh, we did a founded and funded podcast with uh, Bill Richter from Cumulo. And Robert Wabi from High Spot and Glenn Kelman from Redfin. And then it was moderated by Steve Singh, who was the former CEO of uh, Concur, and he's now a, a, a managing director at Madrona. And they did a podcast on, on some of these things, which is really interesting, talking about how companies are responding to this, this crisis in the context of their values. And Majona cultural values are also like driving how we're responding. I mean, our cultural values are integrity, you know, in every interaction. We're respectful, humble, and authentic. Uh, we're all about teamwork, and our whole team has come together to collaborate to help our portfolio companies. Everybody in our firm is operating outside of their lane 
to do what we can to provide support and learn uh, on the job and then express those learnings and guidance to our portfolio companies and other people in the community. And we are, you know, so obsessed with what we consider our customers, which is the entrepreneurs that we back and the investors that back us. So everything is all about doing what's right for those portfolio, for those constituencies. Another one of our values is, is we are boldly innovative and we're doing things that other VCs are looking to model, such as, um, you know, I've been able to bring our HR leadership community together and CEOs uh, on a daily conference call every day at eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, I have a 50 to 100 people on that call from our portfolio who, you know, we're all figuring this out as we go. This is new for everybody. And so there's this freedom um, right now that nobody knows. There's no playbook for this. And so there's something very, um, really liberating about that in terms of let's, let's figure this out. Let's create new things. Let's build new opportunities for companies to uh, collaborate and also, you know, parlay that into how do companies act in the future? What business opportunities might we be able to help innovate, et cetera? So that's one of our values and we're definitely living that. And I'm saying this last, but perhaps the most important value that Madrona has is we really, we are um, a, a community citizen first and foremost. And we are actively leading or participating and cultivating, um, you know, leadership in this area that will impact the community, which is where all in Seattle came from. Of Madrona contributed over a million dollars to that fund, and we continue to contribute to that fund. Even with the work that we're doing with Silver Lining, this is not a Madrona uh, you know, job board. We have one of those of our own, but it's, uh, it's, it's about how can we help the community locally and globally work through this together through innovating. So cultural values are great when they show up on the website, but it's when crisis occurs that those values are put to test and actually provide a wonderful framework for how to, how to proceed. Yeah. That's awesome. I've always been very impressed by Madrona. And you guys are also a client, which is awesome because we've loved helping put some fun people there that you guys get to work with. And they all love it, love it, love it. Everybody's happy that works there. So that, that tells you something. Thank you for your support and yeah. partnership over the years. We've been uh, super happy always working with you and, and benefiting from your insights as well. So thank you. Yeah. Are you seeing any examples of things that could be takeaways for our listeners who are looking for kind of the cliff notes on like, okay, you've got an hour, how to get set up at home, aside from Zoom and Teams and Google? Um, are there any specific to the portfolio? Like, for some reason, I went right to like CrowdCow. I'm sure people want to get some meat right now, like home delivery. Are they, how's that business doing? Or peach food delivery? Just curious if there's some that maybe people that are listening don't know about that could be helpful to the community. Sure. Well, um, you know, I'm glad you brought up CrowdCow because CrowdCow is just, you know, 
booming and people want fresh meat delivered to their home. And this, you know, they may not be able to get it as easily or uh, consistently from, from Amazon Fresh. So they're seeing a huge influx in companies that are buying meat from them, as well as individuals that are getting their deliveries, including myself. So they're hiring. And, um, you know, Rover on the other end of the spectrum is, is, is seeing a, a decline in business because people don't need dog walkers as much as they did before. So, so that's sort of the, 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 you know, the opposite end of the spectrum. Other companies like Highspot, uh, Highspot is a sales enablement platform, and they're seeing a tremendous uptick because you've got so many remote salespeople that need access to the materials such as how we're supporting our customers during this pandemic. And so Highspot is seeing a huge influx of business to create collaborative available tools for those, their customers. Another interesting one is SpruceUp. SpruceUp is um, a platform for buying high-end or medium-end uh, furniture for your home. And what they're seeing is that a lot of companies are providing stipends for employees to create home offices. And SpruceUp has just jumped on the bandwagon mm -hmm. and started offering opportunities and deals for employees to take advantage of those credits and get their home office set up in a comfortable way. Mia, their CEO and founder was on our podcast. I love her. I'm happy that that's going well. I hadn't talked to her. So that makes me, that makes me smile. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, Shannon, tell me what, because you and I have both been through a couple of these, obviously no one's been through coronavirus, but this is a potential, you know, big downturn in the economy. What are you seeing as far as advice you're giving, given your experience, having been through a couple of these? Well, yeah. So the pattern is really familiar to me. Uh, there's so much uncertainty right now, so many different scenarios. You know, the next phase, I think, will be, okay, let's execute to the new normal, which I think a few weeks from now, we'll, we'll kind of know what that is and we'll know what the impact has been on different businesses. Um, you know, it's going to take time. Um, money's going to be tight. More layoffs are going to come. And more hiring will open up. So there will be a, a few companies who, whose fortunes are made because of how they handle this crisis. What I've learned from previous economic downturns downturns is luck favors those are who, who are prepared and so right now it's time to get prepared and play out you know quite literally what those various scenarios will look like and get them ready to you know get them locked and loaded so you can hit the go button and know what those what your criteria will be what your triggers will be um, so that you can be prepared to enjoy whatever luck might come your way and also make luck. In many cases, the best way to prepare for this is to uh, consider that business will return to a version of normal in a few months. 
And the companies who are thriving pre-COVID, if you can put your business in, in hibernation mode, because if you're kind of just shut down right now, hibernation mode is awesome, especially if you take advantage of furlough programs so that your team is still in place. And when you turn the lights back on, you just get back to, to work. So I think that's something we've never really seen before because the previous economic downturn was a financial crisis. It was a financial system breakdown. There was never a return to normal. So, but with the coronavirus, I can see that there could be literally a lights back on and we're back to work. So I think being prepared now um, to do to do that when you can is is actually something worth considering for yeah. the right company. I appreciate your insight on all of this, and I'm learning and I'm taking notes as we go. This has been great. Um, I typically end the podcast by asking people what fuels you. I am curious what fuels you today, April 2nd, 2020. I love solving problems. I love creating opportunities out of problems. And while I am helping our portfolio companies and the Seattle community think about what do we need to do right now, tactically, et cetera, I am fundamentally a builder. And I am so excited about the opportunities that lie ahead from the learnings that we've learned here, from the opportunities that will be created that we could not have imagined before. And for efficiencies, I am so excited about the idea of like this silver lining platform that we're working with Chris Brownridge on to solve for the real problem of companies and candidates finding each other during this time. So uh, while this all feels kind of like, oh my God, what are we gonna do? This is unprecedented, a lot of hand-wringing, a lot of uncertainty. We do have opportunities to put phenomenally great talent into companies that have phenomenally great business opportunities to, and then that creates opportunities for the entire community and hopefully on a global basis as well. So for me, uh, I see a tremendous opportunity here once we get through the current situation. So that's what fuels me is, is, is um, kind of thinking that far ahead. So I'm really excited about it. Well, that's great. I appreciate you being on the podcast and it's good to see you. Thank you. And I appreciate you doing the podcast and all that you do for our community. I also want to thank you for being a premier donor to the uh, Silver Lining platform and all of your support of our community. You're a great example of how to be a community leader. And I really appreciate your partnership. Yeah. Thanks, Shannon. I appreciate that. I'll talk to you soon. You're welcome. Thanks okay. so much. Okay. Bye. Right. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the What Fuels You podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and follow us on social media to keep up with the latest news and episodes. You can also contact us at podcast at fueltalent.com. 
to provide feedback, ask questions, and share topics or guests you would like us to cover in the future. We hope you feel inspired by our guests and that we have helped fuel your day. Join us next time for another episode of What Fuels You.